This is the Revival Podcast. Thank you for joining me this day. I just have so much stuff swirling around in my head. I don't know if this podcast is going to come out the way I would like it to, but I hope it comes out in the way that God speaks to whoever, whoever listens to it. Not because that I said it, because on this earth I'm a nobody, and I just love God and and hopefully I can live in a way that would inspire people to love God as well. Anyhow, like I said, my brain is just swirling around and and, and, and that. And I, I, well, I'll just get started anyways. <laughs> but anyways, I just feel like God's really talking to me right now. And so therefore, take it for whatever it is, not because I said it, but if anything good comes out of what I have said in these next few minutes or whatever if it's there's anything good and pure it's not of me it's me because god chose this time for you to hear something that will draw you closer to him and i just wanted to talk about what i i always talk about repentance and and having your own relationship with christ i know a lot of people um will listen to a lot of different podcasts and they'll be inspired by how this person follows God or, you know, is so enlightened. And that gift was for everybody. Like, the reason why I'm able to be, have peace and have joy, and I still have my hard times, I still sin (laughs) a lot, but the same love that Jesus had for me in, 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 uh, taking these sins he has for you you know and sometimes people will go like well how does jesus know or how does god know what it feels like um because types of sin you know whether it be sexual sin or um i always bring that one up because that's the one that that i struggle with and it just it seems like it's so much different now. It's so more accessible because of the internet and just different things you can do that that can lead you into this. And it's like, how could God possibly know how I feel and what I'm going through, the shame that I bear because I know that I'm offending him? You know, it's not like he's watching this or, or, or doing that. How can he possibly know that technology wasn't even around when Jesus exists, well, whatever it is that you're struggling with, as Christians, we believe when Jesus was on that cross, he took our shame. He took everything about us that is bad, and he took it all on and died for those sins. So if we believe that he took on those sins, even though he may not be in present day and going through what we, we're going through, he knows. He knows the pain because he took it on the cross. It's like when it says in the Bible, 
he knew you before you were born. Well, that's because he took on those sins for us. He knew eventually these things were going to happen, you know. So he felt that pain that we feel every time that we fall. So maybe these sins were not prevalent, or how do I say it, present. And and sin, is, it changes over, obviously, generations. There's a new way to do it, you know, a way that wasn't possible when Jesus was around. But again, Jesus is all always, always present. He's in, he's in our hearts, you know, and, and obviously I'm talking to those who are looking for love and, and who have already, who already believe in God, but sometimes we need to hear different things and God talking through different people. But again, I just stress you need your own personal relationship with God because just like I said, he has this love for me and this forgiveness and, and, and mercy for me. He has all that for everybody at the same time. And it's like <laughs> God created us. He created us and because he loved us. I remember hearing this priest say when I when I was younger that love requires sacrifice. Well, how does he know that love requires sacrifice? So sometimes sacrifice is 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 good. It can be good for our soul. Because how do we know that? Because Jesus sacrificed. He gave his life so that we could live. He took on that sin. You don't think that was a sacrifice? But he loved us so much, he did it. He did it as God um, who, who was in heaven and, and gave his only son. He gave Jesus so that he, he could save his creation. He loved us that much. You know, like in the Garden of Eden, and this is how I know that God is, is not someone who just wants to control your life and lord over it. He's not a God of, of that. He's a God who wants you to freely choose him. And this is kind of an example that shows me, you know, that we really do have free will, you know. So anyways, we all know what happened in the Garden of Eden. God had this plant or this tree and the fruit on a tree. He he told man not to eat from it. Um, we just had to have faith that God knew what he was talking about. And all, you know, all we had to do is follow what he said and, and trust and believe in him. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if if you knew that we were going to have curiosity and eventually fall to this. Why did you even put the tree there? Why would you do that? It's because he wants us to, to freely choose him. You know, it doesn't mean he doesn't get mad and he doesn't hurt because of the stuff, things that we do. Because another example, you know, of God loving us so much and wanting us to have free will is Think about this, when he took Noah, you know, and, and his family, and he took these animals and put them on the ark. 
and he destroyed the earth, you know, and then rebuilt it, you know. He could have wiped out mankind and be like, you know what, they're hopeless, they're just going to sin, you know. But he saved mankind and attached to mankind with sin. You know, that's why, you know, he could have wiped out and start all over again. But he loved us so much. He didn't do that. He wanted us to, to freely choose him. So, like, when he saved those people on Noah's Ark, he saved people that he knew were going to sin. He could have wiped out sin a long time ago. He could have said, boom, I'm not having it. I don't want to deal with these people, you know. But because he's not a controlling God, he allowed sin to remain. And it's like, that just kind of like blew my mind, you know, because at that instant, he could have wiped out all sin. Right that back then then there. He could have created more people that would have been like robots or whatever, you know, if you think about it. But no, he chose to save these people who he loved that he knew were eventually going to share their sins and then they would share their sins and then they would share their sins. But on the other hand, they shared their faith. They shared their love. You know, sometimes I wonder why, like, why was it Jews that God picked? You know, why, you know, why are they only his people? That's just where God started. The chosen people were the Jews because that's where God chose to start, you know, talking to people to teach them to lead other people to Christ. Now, Jesus came so that we all, not only would the Jews, you know, be be saved through Jesus, but now we all could be part of these Christ, part of Christianity as Gentiles. This was God's way of saving everybody else. You know, and I'm thinking about this, I'm like, wow, you know, and the funny thing is, is, okay, I I don't mean to, again, I'm not trying to uh, convert people or whatever, but notice after Jesus came, the Jews stopped sacrificing animals and doing animal sacrifice because the temple is destroyed. Okay, and then the Christians all of a sudden for up until the Reformation they um, were doing what Jesus said and sacrificing Jesus and receiving Jesus for our sins. But throughout that time you had people within the church and Christianity who were corrupt and wanted to change a church so they would keep changing it. Not because of what God did wasn't perfect, but because we are sinful people. So obviously in any profession, there's going to be corruption. And there's also going to be, you know, beautiful things that, that God does through things, you know. So anyways, you know, the church was getting corrupted, and that's when, you know, all of a sudden the Reformation comes. And all of a sudden when the Reformation comes, there's this huge swath of people that broke away from receiving Jesus. 
But keep in mind, when the priest does that, we have to keep in mind Jesus was the final sacrifice. How do I know that? Because Jews no longer do animal sacrifices. And it's like, well, why don't they do sacrifices anymore? If they're not doing sacrifices, then how are they atoning for their sins? You know, that's how they atoned for their sins, with doing those uh, animal sacrifices. You know, the priests were doing them and so that they could be right with God again. Well, if they're not doing this anymore, why? Because obviously Jesus was who he said he was because as soon as he died, there was no more sacrifices because he was the final sacrifice. And the final sacrifice, some people will think, okay, it's over. We don't have to sac sacrifice anymore if you're not in the Catholic Church. But if you are in the sacrifice, that happens every day. That's why we go to church. That's why, as a Catholic, you know, I, you know, receive communion. And I believe that to be with all my heart, Jesus Christ, because that's what he did. He promised us if if we would do this tradition of of priest transforming that bread and wine into his body and blood, that that was him. And again, people cor did corrupt things in the church. Therefore, that's why other people tried to correct it, and then they overcorrected it. Well, I've had people say, well, you know what? I have communion. Why isn't mine real? And simply, I'm not a scholar. I can't answer that spiritually. But what I can answer just being just out of my own observation is only priests can do sacrifices, okay? So back in the days, only the priests could go in the Holy of Holies and sacrifice those animals and, and make those offerings to God so that our sins would be forgiven. You didn't have some Joe Schmo go into the Holy of Holies and do his own sacrifices. God ordained certain people to do cert certain things. And so, you know, he had people pass that tradition on. And as for me, again, I'm not trying to convert anybody because I feel like Christianity is a lifetime experience. God has so much more for us to learn. It doesn't just stop at accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Once we do that, it, it transforms our life into something more. And God wants us to learn and grow even more so that when, when, and this chokes me up because this is what I want to hear so bad. I want to hear Jesus say to me when I get to heaven, because I can't, I can't ever be perfect, and that's why he came, to make me perfect. Because my actions will never be perfect, ever. But it's only because of his love and what he did on that cross that I can stand before God. You know, and that's why you have to repent, because there's just some sins in our lives it's we might struggle with for the rest of our lives. You know, God might take it, but he might not. Because, you know, maybe having that sin in our life that we have to keep repenting for, 
shows other people, well, he still struggles with that, and, and God still loves him. And that's the same love God has for all of us. But getting back into, um, you know, why I believe that, that, you know, the Catholic Church is, because up until the Reformation, all Christians believe that you were receiving the body and blood because that's how Jesus told we, us to do it. But being human beings, we messed it up. But that doesn't make it not the truth. And I know God in my heart has said, if you do not understand anything about the Catholic Church, if you can't explain anything, I want you to know that that is my body and blood. That's what I did for you. And every time that you receive that, that's me going into you, feeding you spiritually. But in God's mercy, he knew that the church was going to go and, and, and divide in all these different directions. You know, and therefore some people may not believe in 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 the Catholic Church, but again, I believe it with all my I don't act like it. And that's something I need to work on. But the most God wants me to believe with all my heart that that's him. That is him. That is what he did. And he's present with us just as much today when the priest is up there on the altar giving that sacrifice as when Jesus, before he died and went on the cross, gave that last supper with his disciples. But God in his mercy, he knew. He knew that we were had the sinful nature and he knew that people were going to corrupt everything. But that doesn't make that sacrifice that they have at Mass any less it's it, any less true than it was back then. It's it's the truth. And that sacrifice continues to go on today. And, and, and that's the sacrifice that everybody's, like the Jews are missing out. They're missing out on that sacrifice. But in Jesus's mercy, he knows that a lot of them were not taught that, you know, because of, the sinful nature that how the devil got in between us and, and Jesus, he knew. So, you know, um, Jesus is this bridge in between these three different seg, what do you call it, divisions in the church. I believe it, you know, no matter if you believe in Jesus Christ and you allow him to transform your life, I'm not saying... Again, I'm just sharing what God has transformed, how God has shown me what I need to believe in. I mean, my best friend is, uh, you know, a non-denomination. And it seems like uh, there's been about three or four people that are in my life that weren't you know, Catholics that had a strong influence on me who brought me back to where I need, need to be because that's how much God loves me. Now, that's my testimony. Other people will have other testimonies, you know. But Jesus, he just, the love he has for me 
He has for everybody all at the same time. And I guess that's what I I wanted to share is that Jesus, he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law, meaning he followed the law perfectly. He followed the law in love. Now, when he was calling out the Pharisees and Sadducees, the Pharisees and Sadducees knew who God was and they knew his laws, but their hearts weren't following those laws in love. And and because of our human nature, we have trouble following those laws when, you know, there's, again, I, I, I should, I'm not a, a Bible scholar, so I can't point out what chapter and verse, but I can, you know, say something and hopefully it will resonate and be like, yeah, that, that, that is what it said or whatever. Like when Jesus calls out and, and calls out the Pharisees, you know, for, um, the, the Pharisees ask him like, what is the greatest commandment? And, um, Jesus said, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your strength. And I know I botched it, but you know what I'm saying and love your neighbors yourself. You know, when we get to heaven and, and because of Jesus covers us and our sin just falls off and God, we're all pure in heaven, we will still be living the 10 commandments here on earth. It's more like the 10 suggestions because we have a sinful nature and God allows us to either choose to love him or not. That's why it's hard to, um, to follow them. I mean, sometimes people are going to die, but that's because sin came into the world. You know, it was never God's first plan to have any kind of, you know, when it says, you know, don't commit murder. You know, when we're up in heaven, we're loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind and all of our whatever it is, however, whatever form we're up there. And we will love the people around us, you know. And of course, because we're doing number one and number two, everything else will fall into place in heaven. We won't think about it twice. They won't be they won't be the commandments because of the fact that's how how we're already living. You know, um, when to me and it it just dawned on me. Jesus, the Ten Commandments is how they're already living in heaven. He goes, if you want to be a part of me, if you follow these laws. That's me. That's that's who I am. That's how we'll be in heaven. Because if we follow those laws, those laws create love. Those laws create um, becoming more like Jesus. Obviously, you know, in heaven they don't kill. They don't covet their neighbor's wife. They don't. I, I don't even. Sorry, I, I'm gonna pause here. Or whatever, because it's like I don't even know all the commandments by heart, you know, 
But what I'm saying is the things that those those tablets said that don't do if you follow the most important and the next important important one then these laws you know that's how they live in heaven they don't have to even think about it because they're loving god with everything they're loving all those people around them with everything you know and if we can strive to follow those laws, we can create a better life for everybody else around us. You know, if we love God with everything, if we truly love and, and have that relationship with God, we will feed the hungry. We will clothe the naked. Not because they're something that we have to do, but it's because of we love the Lord. And that's what he would do. I know I'm going on and on, and but I just wanted to share that. It's like I even have more in my head right now. It's just that I know people will lose kind of interest. I know because I know my own heart. I know after a while sometimes people will talk, and I just lose interest. And I, I'm just hoping that anything that I said would, would inspire you to find that relationship Find that love that Jesus has for you and share with others, like, this is the kind of love he has for me. And he has that exact kind of love for you. But when when Jesus corrects people, he does it in a way, it's hard to say because when people have their own testimonies and stuff, that's how God corrects people. You know, when they come to Jesus Jesus takes those and he has a tailor-made way of how he's going to deal with that person. Because he knows us. He knows our buttons. He knows how to heal us. He knows how to reach us. And wherever you might be at this point in your life, if you give your life to Christ, he knows there's going to be bumps and rows. He knows that that sin that you have, you'll always have those temptations up to the day you die. Or maybe he'll take them. It depends on what he wants to do, what will glorify him the most. But he gives us the tool to, to deal with everything. Anyways, um, let's just pray together as a family. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father God, I just pray that you would just open up people's eyes and and help them just to trust you, Lord. Help them to realize that you will work with people where they're at. They do need to surrender their life to you, Lord, and they they do need to allow you to move and not just... Um, dictate what they want out of you lord but they're going to let you transform their lives father god and just i pray lord that people would feel the same love that i have for you lord that you have for them i might have said that backwards but lord um, i just pray that people will experience your love in a way that they can have their own relationship with you lord and they would be able to share that the love that you have for them and share that with people with others to show 
that you love others just as much, Lord. We just praise you and thank you for always listening to our prayers, Jesus. Please send revival, Lord. Please open hearts and minds, Lord, so that we can, you know, take that log out of our own eye before we judge others, Father God, because there's a lot we need to work on. But through that, Lord, please help us to be able to share your love and what you're doing in our lives, Lord, and that hopefully that will inspire people to to get to know you, Father God. We just pray for those, Lord, that maybe we have trouble praying for, Lord, because, Lord, there is someone out there praying for that person that we might not like or care about, Lord, but there is someone out there that does care about them, Lord, and we just pray, join our prayers with the people who are praying for those people that your will will be done, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for always listening to our prayers. We just ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, guys, thank you for praying with me. Thank you for listening. Again, anything that good that that has come out of this podcast, it's not me saying it. It's it's God saying it. And again, it's anything that's good that came out of it that might have touched your heart. It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with what God wanted you to hear at whatever point in life you're in. He's just trying to... He wants to be with you. He wants to show you. And he'll use broken people to do his work. You know, and he wants you to trust in him and realize that broken people do broken things. So don't put your faith in people. Put your faith in the love of Jesus Christ and God who sent him. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to the Revival Podcast.